we've got here is failure to communicate. I want winners. I call that bold talk. We're a one-eyed fat man. And here are your hosts, RJ Young and Brandon Drum. RJ Young, I am here with Brandon Drum. We are doing Young and Drum, an OUinsider.com podcast that I have been dragging my feet on because I didn't have the equipment to do this and I wanted to do it right. And because of 24-7 and because of the YouTube community, we now have the equipment to do this and do it right. Uh, Brandon, man, how excited are you to do this? Man, like I, we were talking about this earlier. We've been talking about this for almost a year now even before you came on with 247 right and it's now coming to fruition and i'm pretty stoked because i think people are going to love to hear your entertainment and your knowledge along with just some of the stuff that i bring and sooner fans get ready because this is going to be a blast uh you're going to enjoy the recruiting you're going to enjoy the team aspect of it whether it's football basketball what have you if it's oklahoma we're going to talk about it and you all are going to probably enjoy listening to this every week, I hope. So come on with us and uh, enjoy the ride because it's something new. We're trying. And why not try it right before the Orange Bowl? Hey! That's what everybody wants to talk about, right? Orange Bowl, recruiting. Hey, let's do this. So let's, I mean, let's get started with the, the topic everybody wants to talk about. Hollywood Brown's foot. I mean, it's a foot. It's, I mean, I, okay, here, let me, let me just, backstory. We all know that the man hurt his foot off and on, and then he hurt it really badly in the Texas game, so much so that he was on crutches to start the fourth quarter. It was tied 27, and then Oklahoma gets the win. And immediately, immediately the speculation becomes, yo, is Hollywood going to play in the Orange Bowl? And I'm going, yeah, dude, he's probably going to play. Well, I don't know. He's on crutches, and he's in a boot. Brandon, what do you know, dude? Well, look, it doesn't look good. I mean, it didn't look good. I mean, he was crying on the sidelines, uh, distraught, distressed. But after the game, I kind of walked up to him and said, hey, man, how are you feeling? He said, dude, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about it. So, um, Do you believe him? I I do. Okay. I do. Um, He he was walking around pretty good in that boot. I mean, he, he he wasn't really using the crutches all too much on the field after the game. So... Uh, I took that as a uh, – they were being really cautious with him. They kind of felt they had the game in hand at that point. Uh, they were up by two touchdowns. Uh, so they they kind of thought, hey, let's go ahead and get him start to rehab during the game. I, I assume that's, that's, the, that's the case. But uh, uh, people I've talked to here of late said, look, man, this guy, he's, he, he's playing five miles from where he grew up. I mean, why, why? you would have to cut his foot off. I mean, verbatim what I was told. You have to cut Hollywood's foot off for him not to play. Now, the question becomes how close to 100% is he? And that, that's where it gets dicey because you you want a, you want a guy with his speed and uh, just his burst and, and, and what he can do to a defense as far as stretching them out and causing them to have to play safeties completely different than they would with without him in the game. Um, that 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 helps out the OU running game. So you need him at close to as 100% as you possibly can. He he did last couple times that he was injured at least get 50 yards or more uh, uh, when he was you know hurt versus uh, I think it was 
Oklahoma State. Who was the other game he was hurt against? He hurt against CCU, but and he didn't do much after he got hurt. But the game following that, I think he had like 75 yards or something like that. It may have been 40 yards and then 75 versus Kansas. That's right, 75 versus Kansas. So he had 40 yards versus Oklahoma State on eight receptions and then 75 on several receptions versus uh, Kansas. And then West Virginia was the game where we saw, hey, I mean, this, this guy's got eleven for two forty-three, dog. Like, yeah, he 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 went off. So I think he's a Blitnikoff winner if he doesn't get injured. This yeah. Year. Okay. All right. Uh, side 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 note. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. How this is, this, in, is, this is a touchy subject. How yeah. how the heck does the man not be a finalist? Like, okay, I said that this is Tylen Wallace's trophy. He won it. It's his. You know, uh, I mean, nearly 1,400 yards receiving, had the best season of any FBS player, major FBS player, power conference wide receiver that we had, right? Andy Isabella should have been a finalist. We all know this. UMass dude. If for no other reason, then he had, you know, I think, 200-plus against Georgia. But Jerry yeah. Judy? What did Jerry Judy do this year, man? I mean, I just – he was a no-show in the Georgia game, in the SEC championship game. Uh, I, I, he didn't have a double-digit reception game all season – and he basically, I would even make, I would make the argument that Jalen Waddle is more important to Alabama's receiving core than Jerry Judy is. I just don't get one in being a finalist, and then in winning the award, I just, what are they watching? What are they looking at? I don't, I don't get it either. I don't understand how Jerry Judy could possibly be in there. I, I say that, and I know Alabama people that listen to me and that I know that are friends are going to be upset with this, but I think the guy is a very, very good player. He's probably one of the best wide receivers in the country. But I think what my issue was is that Hollywood missed basically three games this year for all intents and purposes. With injury. He was a non yeah. – yeah, with injury. And he still was only 200 yards less than Jerry Judy was as far as receptions go. And that, that that's quite a bit. And then we're not even talking about – Well, no, about... he had 200 more yards than Judy. Yeah, 200. Oh, yeah, two, okay, 200 more. I'm sorry, that's yeah. what I meant. So he had 200 – so it could have really been way bigger gap had – uh, he he been fully healthy all year, and Jerry Judy didn't have to go through all that. Um, obviously, I think Hollywood Brown had say five receptions this year, or for, something like that for thirteen eighteen. Yeah, yeah, and I think Judy actually had fifty less reception or twenty less receptions. Right, and him. I think he only had like a couple more touchdowns. Exactly. So I mean, it's there's an argument to be made, I guess, when you look at it, because a lot of it balances out. But it's I just I'm sorry, I. Not having Marquise Brown in there was just and and you can make a argument that CeeDee Lamb deserved to be at least in the discussions. He wasn't even a semifinalist. Right. Which I thought was really, really odd. No, nah, I mean it's it that that's his trophy next year. If he if if Tylen Wallace doesn't have the same season that he had, I could see C D having the kind of season that Hollywood had plus some because I believe his upside is just more because he's a bigger guy. He might not be nearly as fast, but he's fast enough, and he's able to go make the kind of contested grabs that his length allows for. But, right. but, but getting back to Judy and, and Brown to just close that out, man, it's it's not even the best player won the award. It's the best. It's not even the best wide receiver on the best team. Like I said, Waddle and Ruggs, I see more out of those dudes as threats than I do out of Jerry Judy, who's a possession guy, and I get it, but I was You just, know, we say that, and then he's going to blow Oklahoma well, away. We'll see. We'll see. I mean— <laughs> Let, let's let's keep talking about wideouts and move on to another wideout that everybody wants to talk to right now and talk about right now. Five-star wide receiver Jaden Hazelwood out of Cedar Grove in Georgia. What that dude is going to do might be the worst open secret in 
recruiting today, but then again, yeah. nobody really knows. The the people people say, right? I say people say. It's like, nah, he's really still interested in Georgia. Okay, well, all all the crystal balls are going to Oklahoma. So I mean, mm -hmm. just what do you, what do you think here? Uh, to Oklahoma. Okay. I mean, I, I put in my crystal ball long before everybody else because of what I was told. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Obviously, I'm not gonna get into all those details. But if it's not Oklahoma, I will be uh, probably. I, I would say that the chances of it not being Oklahoma are as good as me getting on a spaceship and going to the moon in my lifetime. All right, Brandon Drum, Elon Musk, let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, go ahead and ruin that for everybody. <laughs> no, right, no. no I mean, but also, let's just think about the dream for OU fans, which is you'd have Theo Weiss, you'd have Trajan Bridges, and you'd have Jaden Hazelwood, also with Austin Stogner in the slot, Spencer Rattler spinning it. This is 2021, 2022, maybe, if these kids uh, are still here uh, in four years. But that's just a ridiculous attack that you have there. And also – more to the point, that's a lot of pressure for them because I keep trying to tell folks it's like the Buki thing. Everybody was very excited about him. He didn't mm -hmm. have an outstanding year, but he played like a true freshman who was starting at a position he never played before. What's it yeah. like, you think, for these kids to know that all of this pressure is going to be on them already? And even when they land, if they win, if they land, Jaden Hazelwood, that's, I mean, you're going to have to live up to an expectation that almost seems unfair. Yeah, it, it it is unfair, but at the same time, these guys know what they're stepping in. They, they've been dealing with this type of pressure their whole life as far as having to live up to the expectations because it's not like they just snapped their fingers and they were a five-star. It's They've been a superstar probably the majority of their lifetime, right? and it's something they've known they've had to live up to. Now, the pressure keeps getting exceedingly, exceedingly harder and more on them because – of just the amount of people that know them and the notoriety that is being placed on them. So we're, we're going to get a kind of a, a litmus test, if you will, of just what to expect out of some of these guys during the uh, All-Star Week where the Under Armour game and the uh, Adidas All-American Bowl are going on in San Antonio and in Orlando. So it, it's we'll get to see what they do against some of the better players in the country. But at the same time, yeah, that's, that doesn't really pale in comparison to what they're going to go against with these seasoned vets at the college level and Division one level. You're talking about going from everybody their age to playing up against 22-year-old men that really are going to be able to be more physical and know a lot more of the intricacies of the game. And it's just going to be an adjustment period for them. That's what people have to understand. There is always an adjustment period unless you're Adrian Peterson. Uh, who, or, who is an actual alien. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to think of a few other freshmen, but uh, y'all well, understand what I'm saying, that it's rare for them to just walk in and be like, okay, he's the best player on, in the country. It's not even close. And, and as a true freshman. Um, Trevor Lawrence is think, as close as you get right now. Um, yeah, Trevor Trevor Lawrence is up there. Uh, who is another true freshman that just really was just I mean, out of this world? I mean, you, I would say Tua Tonga-Valoa coming in the second half yeah, of the national title game. Yeah, that's very true. Two, yeah. uh, two is up there, and, but it's but it's something you see with quarterbacks more than you see with any. Yeah, other oh, position, absolutely, yes, right? and that's kind of that's kind of what I was getting at. Um, I also want to talk a bit Tommy about Harris. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's a defensive tackle, and we could have a whole another podcast, a whole other yeah. discussion about defensive tackles and what they can do. Uh, but transfer talk, right now, the quarterback yeah. situation for Oklahoma, for all intents and purposes, you're going to have a QB battle. 
and you would assume that Austin Kendall is the leader for that job, but Jalen Jalen Hurts, excuse me, hasn't even put his name in the transfer portal, but he's also being talked about as a guy who could transfer to Maryland or Oklahoma or who knows what because his name's not in the portal. Yeah. And then there's Justin Fields who's put his name in the portal and is going to probably transfer unless something drastic happens at Georgia. Mm. And this is a guy who's been linked to Ohio State and Oklahoma. So real quick, who do you think is the starter for Oklahoma next season? Jalen Hurts. Oh. I'm not, I'm, yeah, that's why that's why Phil is going to be the starter. If, wow. If, if he does, in fact, transfer to Oklahoma, I think he'd be the starter. Because, okay. uh, and I've reported on this on OUinsider.com, it's just the stuff that I'm hearing is that it, the, the chances of him being at Oklahoma seem to be getting increasingly better um, as the days go on. Now – the if Oklahoma they, it's not it's not a done deal okay so don't don't read me wrong people because I think Mike Loxley at uh, Maryland the offensive coordinator at Alabama is going to have some say in it but I think his dad would like him at Oklahoma and he's a uh, high school football coach down in the Houston area head football coach um, so it's not like it probably hasn't been talked about through back channels I'm sure um, and I think that it's just one of those things where just how they've handled the rest of the situation is with class. They're just going to wait until after the season's over to put out. Cause why, why be a distraction for the team um, when they can just go ahead and handle things probably behind the scenes a little bit and go ahead and, and, and kind of lock down where they want to go, or at least, at least, you know, pick their choices of where they want to visit real quick and make them day or two visits each. And then, you know, sign where they want to go. Or if he wants to stay, sit behind Tua, you know, go for it. Um, I think, that that comes to play now. Now the shocking thing would be is if he goes out there and wins a national title for him this year because two is not healthy. I mean, there would be a competition then. But does he want to go through another competition, or does he want to go to a place where he's going to walk in, be the starter, and have the uh, athletes around him to possibly challenge for a national title? And that's Oklahoma. Now I know you and I talked about off the air about some of the stuff with Austin Kendall and there is a growing kind of, I well, guess. Well, let me, let me, there's let me, growing talk. Let me throw this in there. Let me throw this in there. When they were both being recruited in 2016, the guy who was a spot above Jalen Hurts in the recruiting rankings, it's Austin Kendall. And that's yep. a guy who averaged 300 yards passing a game in high school. Yeah. He ain't, he, he ain't the scrub that a lot of people want to make him out to be. No, just, he's really good. And that's just what because needs to realize, people but... Just because yeah. people didn't want to necessarily anoint him because Kyler Murray was there doesn't mean this dude is not plenty capable of winning the Heisman in 2019. And I guess and Tanner Mordecai is also another interesting right. aspect in all this because that guy can flat out ball. And anybody that has any sort of connections inside that program will tell you, then hey, everybody said, man, this guy's going to be a baller. The problem is, is Oklahoma's recruiting other ballers. So if Tanner Mordecai or Austin Kendall were at any other university outside of a select few, they would be the starters right now. I mean, they're that good. And that's something you really have to think about if you're Austin Kendall. We are going yep. to tease everybody and cut this short because, well, if you like it, let us know that you want it to be longer. Let us know what you want it to be exactly. It's basically going to be me and Brandon chopping it up like we are just now. I'm going to throw stuff at him. He's going to throw stuff at me. We're going to have a very good time with this. But, Brandon, dude, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, and you and yours have fun down there at the Orange Bowl. We will catch up when you get to Miami. We'll do another one of these. Yes, sir. Another one of these podcasts. We 
Hope to do these regularly. I'm going to stay on Brandon's behind. He's going to stay on mine. We're going to make sure that we do this. We're going to do it right. So excited about this, dude. Uh, can't wait to do it again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get down there to Miami. I can't wait to get some audio. I'll send you some audio from the uh, so we can use it yes. in the podcast. I mean, it's going to be pretty sweet after media day. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming to you all as far as podcasts and especially on OUinsider.com where RJ and I are always throwing up some stuff uh, as far as insider information, University of Oklahoma. It's really, really something. If you if you have uh, if you if you want to pay for Starbucks every week, I mean that's cool. But you know, one Starbucks coffee is what five six dollars, and for eight dollars you can get a whole month full of Oklahoma information that you cannot even handle i mean it's it's daily information recruiting team news the drum is the I best mean, it, insider awesome. that we have on the beat pure stop just full stop recruiting and team nuggets this dude is the best i've ever seen at doing it and to piggyback on the whole starbucks oh, argument I, I, I keep telling folks yeah man no no problem but like i keep telling folks look it ain't just our board it's every yeah. 24-7 board, every single one. You can go there and you can read the insider oh, yeah, information at annual, other places. That annual, for sure. We're, we're like doing a big plug here, but hey, man, it's Christmas time. And and if you if you want to give a good Christmas gift to your uh, loved one that is a diehard Oklahoma fan, give them an annual sub to uh, 247 where they can go chop it up with and, and talk trash to all these other schools. Because if you do the annual sub, you can go and comment on every – 24-7. Now, the $8 one gets you exclusively Oklahoma, and you talk with 3,000-plus other Oklahoma fans that are just as diehard as you, and along with getting all the information every day that we throw out to you, whether it's recruiting, team news, injuries, coaching changes, and that defensive coordinator change, that's going to be a fun one to follow. Hey, and and I, I was about to say, we've been time. on it. We, <laughs> like, we have oh, been... yeah, it's been, it's been big time. All right, brother. Well, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you get packed, ready to go, and I will talk to you soon. All right. I re- hey, have a Merry Christmas, RJ. Have a Merry Christmas, Oklahoma fans. I uh, hope you all enjoy the podcast for sure. Very cool.